Hello and welcome to the podcast for the Center for Advanced Governmental Studies at Johns Hopkins University. We are a center for research and teaching focusing on government, and we are home to master's degree and certificate programs covering domestic and international politics and policymaking. My name is Colin Paschal, and I'm a faculty member at the center. In our podcast, we aim to provide the latest news and updates from the center, highlight the work of our faculty and students, and feature the insights of experts associated with Johns Hopkins and our friends in Washington, D.C. and across the country. This episode of the podcast is part of a series of conversations with recent graduates from our MA in Government program. I chatted with several recent grads to hear about their experiences completing the thesis project, which is required for all MA in Government students. Please enjoy our conversation. Well, great. Thanks, Jesse. We really appreciate you joining us today to talk about the thesis process. Um, to start out with, why don't we just have you do a quick personal introduction, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, and specifically if you could mention what brought you to the MA program uh, in government and what you do professionally outside of being a student at Johns Hopkins. Sure. Well, thank you for, for having me and um, having this conversation. Um, so I am a journalist. Uh, I live in Madison, Wisconsin, and um, primarily for the last, for, I guess for most of my career, I've been a political reporter, and that's what I was doing when I started the program. Although since then, I've actually become the opinion editor at uh, the newspaper that I work at. But I work for a newspaper in, in Madison, which is the state capital, and um, a lot of my job is you know, focused on government and politics. So I, I'd always had an interest in, in studying that field a little bit more, um, and I started thinking that I'd also be interested someday in teaching journalism, um, particularly, again, with a focus on politics. So I started looking around at, at master's programs, and, um, you know, since I, I am a, or was a reporter at the time, you know, there, there wasn't really an, an easy way for me to step aside from my job and devote myself to school full-time. So I looked at online programs and, um, you know, thought I would probably learn the most by studying government um, in politics as opposed to um, you know, getting a master's degree in journalism or something like that. Um, so I, I found this program and it was like, you know, there couldn't have been anything more perfect for what I was looking for. And um, so I, I started uh, doing that and um, yeah, so it kind of focused, um, focused a little bit more on political communication where I could, although I, I definitely took some classes that were a little bit outside of that field too. Yeah, great. That's, that's great. How long did it take you to finish our MA program, if you can remember? Like, when did you start? How many semesters did it take? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't remember exactly, but I didn't take any, I didn't take any off and I only doubled up once. So I'm thinking it was probably about three years. Um, I don't know. It, time became a blur when I started. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> well, time became a blur for, I think, a lot of us in 2020. So I, I certainly understand that. Um, that's true. Yeah, there's obviously some variation. You know, some students, I just spoke to another student this morning who took three classes a semester and did the whole thing as quickly as possible. And other students spread it out quite a bit. And there are you know, it just depends on what fits in with your, your schedule and, and your life. So uh, do you remember about where you started the thesis process then? Did you do it in, you know, the third semester, fourth semester? Like, what point did you start thinking about writing your thesis? Um, I think, so I think I was actually a little bit delayed in actually starting it, although I, I did start thinking about it after one of my earliest classes, just because um, the, the paper that I, one of the, I guess the kind of you know, culminating papers for that class um, 
kind of had the makings of what my thesis ended up turning into. And I remember my instructor at that time mentioned, you know, if you're interested in, in doing your thesis on this, you know, we can talk about that more. So the, the seed was planted pretty early, um, but I, it was probably, I would say, fourth or fifth semester that I actually really started um, working on it and, and taking RT1 and, and really, you know, uh, formally starting the process. Yeah, okay, so let's go ahead and, and talk about your thesis a little bit. You know, what's sort of the abstract? What was the, the thesis about? What was your topic? Yeah, so it was, it was really, um, you know, exactly what my professional life is, an intersection of politics and journalism. Uh, I studied the role that news media plays in government and politics, and I, I really focused particularly on the state level, looking at how news media influences political engagement, uh, participation, and polarization. So, like, what aspect of the news media? I mean, was it newspapers, local news, local television news, like, which... Which of those elements of the local uh, media system did you did you look at? I focused primarily on newspapers, um, you know, in part because that's what I know best, and and in part um, because a lot of the existing uh, research uh, out there is, is looking um, first and foremost at at newspapers. Um, <clears throat> probably in, in in large part because newspapers have undergone some of the most dramatic uh, changes in terms of. The media landscape in terms of ownership and, and consolidation and reduction in, in staffing. So I focus primarily on, on uh, newspapers and, and also just because, you know, historically that's sort of the, 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 they've obviously been around longer than anything else. So you can get a really good sense of uh, historical background with, with newspapers in a way that you can't necessarily with TV or radio. So was the was thesis about sort of the, 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 the changes and the consolidation in the, the local newspaper markets then and how that affected what citizens learn or what were the sort of the more specific relationships that you were uh, investigating? Yeah, um, the, the first chapter looked at just the, um, the size and makeup of uh, the press corps that are dedicated to covering state government. So, um, you know, in, in most states, there's kind of a, a dedicated crew of reporters who are um, you know, dedicated to covering the state capitol in, in the same way that you have people who are you know, covering the White House every day. Um, and, and that, you know, overwhelmingly from state to state, you're seeing those numbers reduce. And I, I kind of thought, my, my hypothesis was that I you know, would, would see a, a reduction in participation in, um, in voting turnout based on those reductions and actually found that that was not the case. Um, so that was that was the first chapter. The second chapter looked at the same three states that I'd looked at in the first chapter and looked at um, as more traditional news outlets are closing or shrinking or you know taking their resources away from state government, um, <clears throat> are partisan news outlets coming in and taking their place. And uh, particularly in Wisconsin where I am, there, there's been a lot of that activity. So uh, you know, I, I looked at that relationship to um, how people participate in, in democracy and how they interact with it. And in the third chapter, I really focused in on Wisconsin because Wisconsin is uh, an incredibly polarized state and um, has also been sort of a microcosm for a lot of those changes that, that we talked about in terms of, um, you know, large corporations owning most of the newspapers in the state, um, shutting down a lot of local newspapers and consolidating them into regional outlets. Um, and, and kind of looked at what, what role all of that plays in, in how Wisconsin got to be as polarized as it is. Mm. 
just I'm curious, did you happen to read any um, of Kathy Kramer Walsh's work while you were doing this? I know she's written a lot about Wisconsin polarization. I, I don't know, has, did you happen to come across that? I did, yeah, um, and I, I actually I know her. Um, you know, oh, really? obviously living in Wisconsin, living in Madison, and I've interviewed her a lot of times. You know, in my role as a journalist, oh, sure, because she's done a lot of really, really important research. She was looking at yeah the rural urban divide. You know, long before we started having conversations about you know rural resentment after the 2016 election. So yeah, her her research was incredibly valuable. Uh, there, I, I quote it heavily <laughs> in my third chapter. She, um, the stuff that she's found was was really useful. Yeah. Okay. Great. So yeah, I mean, it's um, it, it's obvious how your thesis matches up with your professional interests given your background. But I am curious. Um, as a journalist, that's a, a sort of a very particular writing style, um, a, a professional skill, and writing a thesis is a little bit different. So I'm wondering how you handled that transition or sort of any surprises or obstacles that may have come up uh, for you during the writing process. Yeah, I think the, the biggest obstacle was definitely the difference in styles. Um, like you said, journalism has a really particular writing style. Um, we follow the Associated Press style book, and you know that means we don't use Oxford commas and we put spaces around m dashes and just like really particular things like that. That when you're writing in Chicago style, you do use an Oxford comma and you don't put spaces around m dashes, and and you know capitalizations are different and uh, all all kinds of things, just like little little style things that are totally ingrained in how I write. I had to unlearn and then you know jump back and forth you know doing my day job and then switching over in the evening yeah. to, to writing the other style uh, i think you know probably that was the over over all of my courses every every paper i turned in if you know there were marks against it, it was like yeah you know you got to remember <laughs> to use chicago style here so that that was kind of tough um but uh you know by the end of it i kind of worked through it um and I guess, you know, in terms of other obstacles or, or surprises, um, just I, I, I discovered that, you know, Wisconsin actually has a lot of information, um, historical information at, at a state sort of at a state level um, in terms of data available and also a lot of uh, polling that's conducted here, a lot of, you know, extensive data available from that that I just wasn't able to replicate in some of the other states that I was looking at. Um, so, you know, if I were to do it again, I would probably, you know, try to seek out other states that have, you know, a similar level of information available as Wisconsin does. But, you know, I was, I was happy, you know, that, that my home state has as much information as it does, but um, it was kind of disappointing to see that that wasn't the case in, in some others. Well, it's been interesting how Wisconsin has been certainly in the, in the pre last presidential cycle was sort of the center of the political universe in so many ways. And there's been so much uh, focus on the demographics of the state and the attitudes of citizens in the state and, you know, endless, endless think pieces about, you know, how Wisconsin is changing and what that means for the country. So it's definitely an interesting um, uh, case to, to look at closely. Um, so thinking, stepping back a, a bit now, now that you're done with the process, um, if you were to advise somebody who was thinking about our, our MA in government program and thinking about writing a thesis, what would you tell them? What would be the lessons that you drew from your writing process that you think would be helpful if someone was either thinking about writing a thesis or was actually in the process of doing so? I would say, um, you know, from kind of the early stages when you're looking at which classes you are going to take, um, you know, take 
what looks interesting to you, even if it doesn't necessarily fit um, in kind of the the framework that you thought you were going to to take um, for your classes. Because you know, I took I, I think you know the, the things that I learned in some of the classes that weren't as geared toward uh, communication uh, ended up really still being useful and and influencing me down the road. And um, just talk to as many people as you can. Um, you know communicate with the students that are in your program, you know, communicate with your professors and your advisors, and talk to people in your own life who, you know, might be helpful. Um, and, and introduce yourself to people you don't know. I mean, for, for me, um, you know, some of the information that I got from this, I just reached out. I actually used social media a little bit, you know, connected with reporters in other states, and, you know, they had no reason to help me other than they, you know, were good people and wanted to help, but I think that you'll find that that's the case more often than not. So, you know, ask for help when there's something that you're looking for and you can't find it. Um, you know, talk to as many people as you can, ask questions, and just don't be too rigid um, with with your thinking. Um, be you know, be uh, open to being flexible and to potentially kind of changing the the approach that you're taking. Great. So, what do you what do you think at this point? What might be the the afterlife of your thesis? Do you think it's going to to turn into a different project, or do you think you you just use it as an opportunity to build skills for your profession, or sort of what it, where do you see it fitting in, in the arc of your professional development? I mean, I think um, I, I definitely see it playing a role. For for one thing, I, it just influences the way that I think about um, how I do my job. You know, I learned a lot about just the level of of trust in media or the lack thereof, and you know, reading, going through that research definitely motivated me to want to make a change, um, however I may be able to within my field. Um, you know, I think that this, this subject matter is something that I'm obviously very interested in and would like to keep coming back to. So, you know, I don't know if that turns into, you know, me trying to write a book down the road or just, you know, writing more columns about this stuff, since I do have the opportunity to do that in my job. Um, I, I definitely see myself you know, coming back to it and, and probably incorporating it into what I'm doing. I, I don't know, you know if that'll be a, a more formal thing or if it'll just be you know, something that's kind of uh, woven into my life. Yeah, well, great. Well, thanks, Jesse. I, I really appreciate your time to talk with us about your, your time in our program and your thesis project. Uh, thanks very much and have a happy 2021. Thank you, have a, have a happy 2021. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Center for Advanced Governmental Studies at Johns Hopkins University. To learn more about our center, please visit our website or follow us on Twitter or Facebook.